We're recording this at 7.30 in the evening on April 25th, 2019, and Columbus is already up 2-1 over Boston, so your second round bracket is already wrecked. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, the hockey show that is probably also owned by Disney by now, but who really knows? I'm Stuart Jones, and with me is Darren Platt. Hello, Stu. Hello, Darren. So the playoffs have happened, or at least a portion of them. They happened real aggressively. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, another special playoff edition episode thing that we're going to do today. We'll kind of quickly run through what happened in the first round and take a look at what we think will happen in the second round, and you can automatically assume the opposite will happen. Yeah, judging by our first round predictions, our predictions for the second round, you can just discredit immediately. To be fair, I think everyone's predictions in the first round were way off. Yeah, we're not the only ones. In fact, to put it in a bit of perspective, the NHL has their own little bracket challenge website, right? Mm -hmm. On there, they have a league for their famous fans. And who might be leading that right now is Pat Sajak. Really? The host of Wheel of Fortune is currently winning (laughs) the NHL bracket challenge. He's Canadian, isn't he? I don't know. You might be thinking of Alex Trebek. Oh, I might be. Yeah, that's true. Either way, maybe he really knows hockey. Maybe he really fluked out. But I thought that was an interesting (laughs) way to frame how crazy these playoffs have been so far. I'd like to buy a Columbus sweep. Yeah, and a more statistical way of putting it this is the first time in NHL history that both top seeds were eliminated in the first round I also believe this is the first time in professional sport history that all the division leaders have been ousted in the first round that is another stat yes yes that is another stat yeah it's uh, been pretty crazy so uh, let's quickly go through them I figure we go through uh, each series as they finished <laughs> Ah, that sounds like a good idea. From start to end. So that means we start with uh, Tampa Bay and Columbus, who, in case you haven't noticed and you're taking all of your news from us, which, big mistake. That's a bad idea. But in case you are, Columbus end up winning that series 4 to nothing. Yeah, it ended as quickly as pretty much everyone predicted, just kind of the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah exactly. In fact, of the Battle of Alberta podcast, we made our own league, for those of you who participated in the bracket challenge, and we had, you know, about eight or ten people participating, and only one person said that Tampa was not going to sweep. They said Tampa was going to win in five. That person deserves a shout-out. Who was that? That was Mark dot one but anyways he was also wrong (laughs) because tampa did not win it which no one knew yep now that was definitely historic a lot of people are you know saying oh this was more big of an upset than this one but this is the first time the president's trophy winner has ever been swept in the first round so it's historic there's very little argument to be made there tampa choked but also columbus played really really well uh, and unfortunately now they are cold and probably overconfident and they're going to get stomped by Boston despite this game going on tonight well, while Columbus we're recording. Columbus is 16-0 in the playoffs and winning the cup. All right, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly thereafter, there was another series that ended the same night. Mm-hmm. The New York Islanders beat the Pittsburgh Penguins four games to nothing. Now, I've got a catchy name for this series. Oh, all right. Let me, let me know what you think of this. I call it the technically not an upset, but probably still a major upset in most people's minds, and yet no one actually noticed it series. What's the acronym for that? 
the T T N A U B P S A M. You know what? It's not worth it. I'm gonna stop right there. You're right. Barely catch. I don't think you need an acronym because it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, bolts and pens got swept within minutes of each other, and no one noticed the latter. Yeah, they kind of got overshadowed by Columbus, which isn't really all that surprising, but. If I was New York, I don't think I'd be too plussed about that. That's a word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you kind of flew under the radar and you're kind of cruising into the next round. I'm sure the other team knows that you swept Pittsburgh, but Columbus is getting all the fanfare. And New York just dismantled the team that still has Crosby and Malkin on it. So, well done. Yeah, props to them, no doubt. Yeah, and another note, their goalie, Robin Leonard, who... Never played very well for Buffalo when he was there, and then got over some mental illness this, I believe, over this summer. He is cooking still, and he, he's a Vezina nominee. I mean, props to him and the rest of the team. They are flying way under the radar and doing extremely well to boot. Yep, yep, for sure. Oh, and one more note. The Pens managed to take the Islanders to a single OT in Game 1, and Tampa Bay couldn't even buy a non-existent loser point from Columbus. <laughs> non-existent so, loser point. So I felt like I had to throw that I in like there. That. Uh, yeah. All right, next on the schedule was uh, very close to home for this podcast. Calgary uh, started off really well with yeah. a 4 nothing win in Game 1, I believe it was. Yeah, we were at that game. We were. Great. It was a lot of fun, and it yeah, they looked great. And then they wo- lost four in a row. Yep, very convincing. And, yeah, and uh, they, they're out. That's it. Yeah. Game over, podcast done. Let's go home, see you in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too happy about that, and I'm getting kind of annoyed at the people who are saying, oh, it's a learning experience. They've had learning experiences. A lot of the guys on this team have been swept by the Ducks and then got stomped by the Ducks another year. How many learning experiences do you need before you realize, oh, we got to try in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. So I still love the Flames team. I love all their players. But to me, it just looked like they weren't interested. Or it kind of looked like the Avalanche knew what the playoffs were all about and were going for every loose puck and the Flames were like, oh, we're super skilled. We got this. And they just didn't. Yeah. So I assume kind of the same fate befell Tampa Bay in that they just, they didn't have the, they didn't want it enough. And the Avalanche really did. That's what I saw out of this one. Yeah. Uh, Another interesting thing from our bracket challenge, obviously with uh, the majority of our listeners being in Alberta, we had a mix of Flames fans and Oilers Mm -hmm. fans. Now the Flames fans seem to all have taken the Flames to the cup because, you know, you gotta. You want that. Yeah, you gotta. You know, that's completely expected. But the Oilers fans who participated, not a single one of them thought that the Flames were even going to be out in the first round. So everyone thought the Flames were beating the Avs in the first round, even the Oilers fans. So that's got to tell you how much of a surprise that is, because if the Oilers fans are willing to admit even one round of victory for the Flames... (laughs) That's true, that's true. If we were favored by Oilers fans, then there's something going on there. Anyways, I'm sure we'll have plenty more time to talk about Calgary and what they do or do not need to do in the offseason. Yes, we will cover that at a future date. Moving on to uh, another series in the West, the uh, St. Louis Blues beat the Winnipeg Jets in six. Mm -hmm. That, I think, was one that we kind of expected to go more or less this way. It was entertaining. It was a bunch of big, beefy boys beating up on each other. 
And I actually, I'm going to stroke my own ego as much as I possibly can. I did pick St. Louis winning in seven. So I got the St. Louis win here. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't consider any of this really a surprise. I, If there's any Winnipeg fans listening, them, they might think that I'm crazy and that Winnipeg should have won. But they're not an infallible team. They're really good and have lots of really good players. But their stars seem pretty streaky, a lot like the Flames stars. And they didn't quite have it like St. Louis did. So a close matchup with... Uh, with St. Louis winning wasn't a big surprise to me. Yeah, I had the Jets winning this, but it was not by much. I thought it was I knew it was going to be close and it wouldn't have surprised me all that much or it didn't surprise me all that much when the Jets ended up taking it, but I yeah, I totally agree. That was pretty much to be expected. Mm-hmm. Also in the Central Division, the Dallas Stars beat the Nashville Predators in 6 games. Now, Do you remember in 2017 when the Predators swept the Western Conference champs, the Chicago Blackhawks? They've swept them 4-0, outscored them 13-3. The Hawks had zero goals in the first two games. Man, the Predators used to be fun. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) So anyway... Do you have anything else to say about that series? I didn't watch a single second of it. Exactly. The Central Division can go die in a hole for all I care. It's boring. Boring. All right, moving on. Boston and Toronto. Yes. This, to me, was the only non-surprise in my mind, as evidenced by my very successful one out of eight bracket. Uh, it even went to seven games, as I predicted it would, because Toronto would make it all the way and then fail miserably when it absolutely mattered. Yeah, that's pretty much the most predictable thing, isn't it? Toronto just absolutely nosediving when they had a chance to win it. That's gotta hurt. Yep. Yep, Toronto's out, and Canada, or at least what the rest of the world thinks of all of Canada is mourning because of it. Yeah. And, you know, hockey media is mourning because of it and all that, but we'll live. I shed no tears for this because, A, nobody but Toronto likes Toronto, and, B, it'll be so interesting to see what they have to do to their team to make them what they think is competitive, right? Because they have a star-studded, front-loaded lineup, but... Fans are going to be calling for something to happen to get them past Boston for once. So yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what they do. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the thing that they have to do to make it past the first round of the playoffs is not face Boston. <laughs> <laughs> That's really their only option here. I, if you look through the rest of them, would Toronto have beaten anybody that made it through to the second round? I mean, they didn't exactly look like world beaters, even though it was Boston. Yeah, I have no defense for Toronto either. I'm obviously not a huge fan of theirs with the whole media bias thing, but I am a little bit disappointed, I guess is as strong as I'll get, that we didn't get to see the whole uh, Islanders versus Toronto. That's but true. That would, that would have been just made... It, it worth no it would not have made it worth it it would have been a silver lining on a oh man toronto made yeah, it f- past the first round it would have been a silver lining yeah san jose and vegas san jose ended up winning this one in 7 yes i think we all knew this one was going to be close mm-hmm. also technically not an upset though san jose was higher seated than vegas yes, true 
But I think we gotta talk about Game 7. That was wild. Game 7, I overheard that Game 7 made it on the BBC highlight reel. Wow! And for those of you who don't know, not a lot of hockey shows up on the British Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. So that tells you kind of how crazy it was. Basically, Vegas was up 3-0 late in the third, midway through the third or so. Yep. I should really know what I'm talking about before I see the third. And they ended up, they, it looked like they were going to take the series. They ended up taking a five-minute major and a game misconduct. And uh, San Jose scored four goals during that five-minute major. Yep. And now, to their credit, the Golden Knights scored again to tie it yeah. up. They lost again in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I thought was interesting about this, now everyone's, you know, saying, oh, this is a travesty, that penalty shouldn't have been a major. Yeah, probably. Like, it was still a cross-check, but Mm -hmm. a two-minute cross-check that led to an unfortunate, weird fall that the injury looked really bad. He was bleeding all over the place, and that's... The ref probably overreacted. Yeah. That happens, but... It reminded me so much of uh, 2012 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, L.A. was up like three games to none on New Jersey. New Jersey wins two in a row to bring it to game six. They've got the momentum on their side. And then early in the first period, about halfway through the first period, they get a five-minute major and boarding game misconduct. And L.A. win scores three goals on that five-minute major, ends up winning 6-1 and winning the cup that game, right? And I remember watching that game and just, like, cringing the entire time because I had no, like, vested interest in either of those teams winning the cup. But it was just such a bad way to see New Jersey lose it because of that, right? But my point here is, like, that call was also controversial and... You know, based on the stakes, I would say probably more important than the one that uh, Vegas had this past week. But, you know, eventually everybody outside of New Jersey probably got over it. You know, time goes on, life goes on, refs aren't perfect. Sometimes there are bad calls. So maybe work a bit harder on the PK because as much as the refs maybe shouldn't have called that a major, the refs did not put the puck in the net four times during the course of that major. Nor did the refs make the Vegas Golden Knights lose the two games prior to that when they had a 3-1 lead in the series or whatever it was. I am right with you on that. I The call, I think... Probably shouldn't have been a five-minute major. But at the same time, if you're a referee and you see someone get cross-checked and then go down to the ice really awkwardly and start bleeding from the head yeah. in a fast game, I don't really blame them for making that call, even though it wasn't the right one. Exactly. And scoring four times on a five-minute power play is not the ref's fault. Even if they score two and you get out of it from there, you're still good to go. But four times, that is 100% Vegas's fault. Yep. You know, they can say, oh, it was a bad call, and it was, but at the end of the day, you've got to deal with whatever penalty they give you and kill it off. So I think it's a little embarrassing for them to be complaining about how bad of a call it was. you got to deal with it, even if it's bad. The, the NFL had a way worse call this year. <laughs> so just, just stop crying about it, Vegas. It's going to happen to everyone eventually, something like that. Yep. 
Yeah. What was it that happened? Something with Calgary and Tampa one time. Was... Okay, that's different. <laughs> that's it was in stupid. <laughs> it happens to everyone. Is my point. Yes. Moving Some on. Worse than others. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving on. Washington, Carolina. Called it. Called it. Oh, wow. Did I call it? Wow, you did. Carolina in seven. Yeah, they did. I did not call that, but by the time this series hit Game 7, I had already old yellered my bracket, if you will, <laughs> so I was pushing for the Canes by this point, yeah. and like, and my reasoning, like, it totally makes sense that they want to end the surge before the playoffs, right? Because... You know, you won't see them dancing around after winning game three at home, but still being down in the series, exactly, right? That's yeah. not a place to have that kind of a celebration. But at the same time, I really hope they clinch a series at home because there's no way they're not going to do anything yeah, exactly. in that situation, That's right? That's the perfect time to do something, a celebration. And the reason I picked Carolina was because I wanted them to win. The justification for that was they had been riding a hot streak and... I mean, how, like, I couldn't see Washington really going far in the playoffs because, yeah, they won the cup last year, but they historically haven't really gone very far in the playoffs. And I kind of saw them reverting back to that after, uh, after a year of winning the cup. So I thought it was kind of ripe for Carolina to roll in there and just, and, you know, not roll over Washington, but sneak one out, basically. So. That's why I picked it that way. And, of course, I just wanted to see them win because they're such a great story this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them for the same reasons you are. That's going to be fun. That pretty much wraps up the first round. Uh, let's take a quick break and before we get into the second round. Before moving on to round two, I want to take you all the way back to the year 2013. Oh, boy. It was a dark time. Yeah, because I was barely even born then. <laughs> we won't go there. It was a dark time because it was a shortened season, but there was hope, there was promise. We were done with that lockouts thing. <coughs> totally forever. <laughs> Never again. And hockey was back, and it was better than ever, and league parody was, quote, totally a thing, I swear, unquote, said <laughs> Gary Bettman, probably. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> Then the playoffs came around. Now, Darren, or listeners at home, do you remember the final four in the playoffs in 2013? I'm going to go with, well, I don't remember who won, so either LA or Chicago, right? The final four was Pittsburgh, Chicago, Boston, LA. Oh, I got two of them. Now, for the listener at home, do you remember the last four cup winners leading up to 2013? Let me give you a hint. It was Pittsburgh, Chicago, Boston, L.A. I, I was going to guess that. Well, yeah, of course you were. That's the point. It was obvious. <laughs> you didn't even give me a chance, man. Anyways, snore, right? That's not league parody. That's basketball. That's, yeah, it's basketball. In five cup finals since then, we've had three different winners. Pittsburgh, Chicago, <clears throat> and L.A. Thankfully, a Washington-Vegas final last year finally busted that trend thankfully and that leads us into this year this year you see no pittsburgh no chicago no la in fact two out of three of those teams didn't even make it to the playoffs Mm -hmm. but 
We still have eight teams left. We're not even down to the final four yet. And you have to go all the way back eight years to 2011 to find a cup winner, which if you can do math and deductive reasoning, that was Boston. Yeah, yeah. But you go beyond that, it's the Hurricanes in 2006. Some people might think 2006, that's not that long ago. That's the last time the Oilers were mildly successful in the playoffs. <laughs> that's, that's a, a long, long time. time ago, okay? <laughs> Then you got to go back to 2001 for the Avalanche, the Stars in 99, and the Islanders in 1983. And then you still have three teams who've never even won the Cup, Columbus, San Jose, and St. Louis. So, like, that's, that's finally parody. Like, aside from Boston, who, you know, let's face it, may do very well <laughs> over these other seven teams. But even then, that's still going back a ways before they, since they've had a Cup. But either way, with my bracket neatly buried in the backyard next to a golden retriever, I am now very much looking forward to this round of playoff hockey. Honestly, at this point, it's reverse parody. You're getting the bottom teams <laughs> rising up to overtake the emperors at the top who were sitting on their golden thrones for the regular season proclaiming their victory ahead of time. And now we have all these air quotes underdogs that actually did all the dirty work leading up to the playoffs coming through. But... It interests me that this seems to be the first year that, even with all this vaunted parody that we talk about in the league, that we have something like this. I, for one, am extremely excited for it because being an NBA fan, that's just straight up boring. Yeah. With the same teams going to the finals every single year without a doubt, I really appreciate that hockey looks like this now where you can look at all the teams and say, three of those have never won a cup. Columbus just won their first series ever right. in franchise history. That's shaking it up a little. Now, I will say, screw you, Boston. Go away. You've had your fun in hockey and in other sports. Like, Boston fans have enough to cheer about in that city. They can get lost. Well, let's see if they do, I guess. So, let's uh, go through our, the four remaining series. Let's do it. And uh, yeah, see what do you think will happen. Let's start. Let's start in the West. Colorado, San Jose. What do you think? Well, I took Colorado winning this in seven because they looked anything but an underdog against the Flames. Their top line was clicking, and I know I blasted them for having a lack of depth, which they still do. But when that top line is firing, they're the top line in the NHL. And you don't need depth. <laughs> and you don't really need depth. As long as your goaltender is conscious and your defense is functioning, then they can take on San Jose. Now, San Jose might be without Joe Pavelski because that looked fairly serious when you're bleeding from the head. And, I mean, he probably lost half of his teeth in the first game of that series. If I was yeah. that guy, I would just call it a year, honestly. He's had a rough go, but... I think Colorado's speed can dismantle San Jose like they did to Calgary. So, yeah, I took Colorado in seven because they won't have to change much to succeed against San Jose like they did against the Flames. Yeah, totally agree. I, like Maybe I'll actually be able to enjoy watching Colorado's speed and scoring <laughs> now that's not against a good old Alberta team. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to take on San Jose and take them down quite handily. I don't know how long it'll take, but yeah, they'll do it. <laughs> so then on to the Central Division, Dallas and St. Louis. Who? Yeah, that's a that's a thing. No, I, I don't know who those teams are. Wait. Oh, St. Louis is the one that beat Winnipeg. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Okay. And they're playing Dallas. I didn't even know Dallas had an NHL team. Yeah, well, they used to be in uh, Minnesota. Oh, the North Stars. Yeah, was, before yeah. you were born. I was wondering where they went. <laughs> <laughs> and then they moved. And then Minnesota got another team who's equally as forgettable. Yeah, very forgettable. I, I took St. Louis in six. Again, I will reiterate what I said in the first round, and that is I don't know anything about Dallas. And they beat Nashville in six. I didn't watch any of that series. And I don't know what happened. I just don't. I, I don't even watch the highlights from that series because I, I just can't bring myself to care. But St. Louis beat Winnipeg, who are no slouches themselves. So I just put St. Louis as winning. I think they'll keep rolling. And let's watch Dallas prove me completely wrong again and force me to watch them in the conference finals. Yeah, I agree. I think St. Louis is going to win. They are... a good team and Dallas <laughs> beat Nashville yeah that's moving on no central division <laughs> now the east now we're talking yeah this is exciting yeah this this stuff looks good let's start with Carolina New York the ultimate battle of the unknown underdogs. Yeah, like this is two rowdy fan bases with fun, energetic teams. Yep. Like I, I don't even care who wins. I have Carolina winning it because I've, I don't know why, <laughs> but I think they are. And but I don't even care because I'm gonna watch this. The only problem with the Eastern games is like I'm not even home from work and they're already <laughs> over, but. I am going to try and watch most of these games because this one's going to be fun. Yeah, I have New York winning in seven because, I mean, they swept Pittsburgh and Carolina had their hands full with Washington. But I bet the fans of each team don't even have any animosity against each other. It's just like an all-out brawl against two people who didn't expect necessarily expect to be there. Definitely at the beginning of the year, they probably didn't. Mm-hmm. But... I think that'll just be fun for everyone to watch because for the most part there won't really be allegiances drawn because they're, I won't say they're nobody teams, but they're just unexpected. Yeah, it's not a known rivalry, that's for sure. absolutely. So I think that'll be one to keep your eye on because the buildings, I mean every building's rocking in the playoffs, but those especially will be completely insane. Well, unfortunately, though, the Islanders are not going to be playing in Nassau for round two. That's true. They're going to be back to the Barclays there. But even still, like, I've never known Brooklyn to be quiet (laughs) and pleasant. Well, (laughs) even though the stadium isn't exactly well-suited to hockey, they're still going to be packing it and chanting away there. It's still going to be a lot of fun. And last but not least, Boston and Columbus. Yeah, you think uh, so? Yeah, you think Columbus is gonna go sixteen and zero? Sixteen and zero. They're winning the cup. I don't even know why I'm making the rest of these predictions because they don't matter. Boston can get lost, and Columbus will get them lost for us. Columbus is a super team now. They beat they beat Tampa in four. They yep. have evil sorcerer Yarmo Kekalainen, who's the GM, sitting up there probably cackling <laughs> as he works his crystal ball. Like, I think they're unstoppable now. They have actual Bobrovsky back. Yeah. Actual Bobrovsky. That's huge, having a goalie who... Is the actual Bobrovsky. Resurrected himself from the grave to be lights out for them. So, yeah, I might be memeing a little bit with my 16-0, but I'm rooting for them to just sweep everybody. I think that would be so awesome. 
It definitely would be, and I hope you are right. But honestly, I think Columbus has had too much time off, and their egos are probably the size of Ohio. (laughs) And Boston just crushes little children. (laughs) 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 And I think that's what they're going to do with Columbus. I I will be very excited to watch it and to see the Blue Jackets prove me wrong, but... I don't see it going well for them. They're going to do it. I'm telling you, Stu. Boston doesn't stand a chance. What's the score now? I keep looking over the scoreboard just hoping because they're in overtime right now. Oh, really? And I'm just hoping that like in mid-sentence Boston scores and just proves you wrong. (laughs) But it hasn't happened yet. Oh, my goodness. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Fair enough. Five minutes into the first OT, and you're still not wrong. That's what I like That's got to be a record for us, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that marks the end of this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you could do us a big favor and rate us on your podcast app or iTunes, you know, a good rating would be preferred, but we'd really like you to be honest. That's how we'll get noticed here on the Battle of Alberta podcast. Once again, our theme song is Lose Your Head by Apache Tomcat. You can catch us after round two for another episode. Thanks again, everyone. Goodbye. Boston scored. <laughs> <laughs>